Welcome to our podcast. So what do you think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. The labor where they wash up. Then we wash, wash up. <laughs> I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me yeah, alone. She's from Missouri. She really needs wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. They <laughs> Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing. I can't do this. We do impressions. Hello. <laughs> I'm Bob the Tomato. Hi, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Nancy, what are you doing here? We get a little silly. Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom, condiment, con. Not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. So in genius, geniuses. That's our southern Nancy coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black rain <laughs> A little serious. My spirit, Bubba, what if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well, that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got he's got all these people loving on you. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah like, I love that. As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between. Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, welcome to the show. It's Missy. And we have a special reading today. It's by my brother, Robert Cabrera. It's called um, The Choice to Love or Not to Love by Max Licato. And it is so good that we wanted to dedicate the whole podcast to it. Uh, We're just going to take 10 minutes of your day, so please just take time to listen to this. Open your heart and your minds, and I believe you'll be really touched by this. Enjoy. Why do I want to do bad, my daughter asked me, unknowingly posing a question asked by many seekers of truth. Why do I do the thing I hate? What is this ape that gibbers within? Or perhaps a more basic question is being asked. If sin separates me from God, why doesn't God separate me from sin? Why doesn't he remove from me the option to sin? To answer that, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to the garden and see the seed that both blessed and cursed. Let's see why God gave man the choice. Behind it was a choice, a deliberate decision. And in four moved, he didn't have to do it, but he chose to. He knew the price. He knew the implications. He was aware of the consequences. We don't know when he decided to do it. We can't know. Not just because we weren't there, because time was not there. When did not exist, nor did tomorrow or yesterday or next time, for there was no time. We don't know when he thought about making the choice, but we do know that he made it. He didn't have to do it. He chose to. He chose to create. In the beginning, God created. With one decision, history began. Existence became measurable. Out of nothing came light. Out of light came day. Then came sky and earth. On this earth, a mighty hand went to work. Canyons were carved. Oceans were dug. Mountains erupted out of flatlands. Stars were flung. A universe sparkled. Our sun became just one of millions. Our galaxy became just one of thousands. Planets, invisibly tethered to suns, roared through space at breakneck speeds. Stars blazed with the heat that could melt our planet in seconds. The hand behind it was mighty. He is mighty. With this might, he created. 
as naturally as a bird sings and a fish swims, he created. Just as an artist can't not paint and a runner can't not run, he couldn't not create. He was the creator. Through and through, he was the creator, a tireless dreamer and designer. From the palette of the ageless artist came inevitable splendors because there was a person to see it. His creation was pregnant with wonder. Flowers didn't just grow, they blossomed. Chicks weren't just born, they hatched. Salmons didn't just swim, they leaped. Mundaneness found no home in his universe. He must have loved it. Creators relish creating. I'm sure his commands were delightful. Hippo, you won't walk, you'll waddle. Hyena, a bark is too plain. Let me show you how to laugh. Look, raccoon, I've made you a mask. Come here, giraffe, let's stretch that neck a bit. And on and on and on he went, giving the clouds their puff, giving the oceans their blue, giving the trees their sway, giving the frogs their leap and croak. The mighty wed with the creative, and creation was born. He was mighty, he was creative, and he was love. Even greater than his might and deeper than his creativity was an all-consuming characteristic, love. Water must be wet, fire must be hot. You can't take the wet out of water and still have water. You can't take the heat out of fire and still have fire. In some ways, you can't take the love out of this one who loved before time and still have him exist, for he was and is love. Probe deep within him, explore every corner, search every angle. Love is all you find. Go to the beginning of every decision he has made and you'll find it. Go to the end of every story he has told and you'll see it. Love. No bitterness, no evil, no cruelty, just love. Flawless love, passionate love, vast and pure love. He is love. As a result, an elephant has a trunk with which to drink. A kitten has a mother from which to nurse. A bird has a nest in which to sleep. The same God was mighty enough to carve out the canyon, is tender enough to put hair on the legs of a Matterhorn fly to keep it warm. The same force that provides symmetry to the planets guides the baby kangaroo to its mother's pouch before the mother knows it is born. And because of who he was, he did what he did. He created a paradise, a sinless sanctuary, a haven before fear, a home before there was a human dweller, no time, no death, no hurt, a gift built by God for his ultimate creation. And he, when, he, when he was through, he knew it was very good, but it wasn't enough. His greatest work hadn't been completed. One final masterpiece was needed before he would stop. Look at the canyons to see the creator's splendor. Touch the flowers and see his delicacy. Listen to the thunder and hear his power. But gaze on this, the zenith, and witness all three and more. Imagine with me what may have taken place on that day. He placed one scoop of clay upon another until a, lay, a form lay lifeless on the ground. All of the garden's inhabitants paused to witness the event. Hawks hovered, giraffes stretched, trees bowed. Butterflies paused on petals and watched. You will love me, nature, God said. I made you that way. You will obey me, universe, for you were designed to do so. You will reflect my glory, skies, for that is how you were created. But this one, this one will be like me. This one will be able to choose. All silent as the Creator reached to Himself and removed something yet unseen, a seed. It's called choice, the seed of choice. All were silent as the Creator reached into Himself and removed something yet unseen, a seed called choice, the seed of choice. Creation stood in silence and gazed upon the lifeless form. An angel spoke, 
But what if he, what if he chooses not to love the creator finished? Come, I will show you. Unbound by today, God and the angel walked into the realm of tomorrow. There, see the seed, the fruit of the seed of choice, both the sweet and the bitter. The angel gasped at what he saw. Spontaneous love, voluntary devotion, chosen tenderness. Never had he seen anything like these. He felt the love of the atoms. He heard the joy of even her daughters. He saw the food and the burdens shared. He absorbed the kindness and marveled at the warmth. Heaven has never seen such beauty, my Lord. Truly, this is your greatest creation. Ah, but you've only seen the sweet. Now witness the bitter. A stench enveloped the pair. The angel turned in horror and proclaimed, what is it? The creator spoke only one word, selfishness. The angel stood speechless as they passed through centuries of repugnance. Never had he seen such filth rotten hearts. Ruptured promises, forgotten loyalties, children of the creation, wandering blindly in lonely labyrinths. This is the result of choice, the angel asked? Yes. They will forget you? Yes. They will reject you? Yes. They will never come back? Some will. Most won't. What will it take to make them listen? The Creator walked on in time, further and further into the future, until he stood by a tree, a tree that would be fashioned into a cradle. And even then, he could smell the hay that was surrounding. With another step into the future, he paused before another tree. It stood alone, a stubborn hill ruler on a bald hill. The trunk was thick and the wood was strong. Soon, it would be cut. Soon, it would be trimmed. Soon, it would be mounted on the stony brow of another hill. And soon, he would be hung on it. He felt the wood rub against his back. He did not yet wear. Will you go down there, the angel asked? I will. Is there no other way? There is not. Wouldn't it be easier to not plant the seed? Wouldn't it be easier to give the choice, not give the choice? It would, the creator spoke slowly. But to remove the choice is to remove the love. He looked around the hill and for a saw a scene. Three figures hung on three crosses, arms spread, heads fallen forward. They moaned with the wind. Men clad in soldiers' garb sat on the ground near the trio. They played games in the dirt and laughed. Men clad in religion stood off to one side. They smiled, arrogant, cocky. They had predicted God, they thought, by killing this false one. Women clad in sorrow huddled at the foot of the hill, speechless, faces tear-streaked, eyes downward. One put her arm around another and tried to lead her away. She wouldn't leave. I will stay, she said softly. I will stay. All heaven stood to fight. All nature rose to rescue. All eternity poised to protect. But the creator gave no command. It must be done, he said and withdrew. But as he stepped back in time, he heard the cry. And he would one day scream, my God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He wrenched at tomorrow's agony. The angel spoke again. It would be less painless. The creator interrupted softly, but it wouldn't be love. They stepped into the garden. The maker looked earnestly at the clay creation. A monsoon of love swelled up within him. He had died for the creation before he had made him. God's form bent over the sculptured face and breathed. Dust stirred on the lips of the new one. The chest rose. Cracking the red mud, the cheeks fleshened, a finger moved, and an eye opened. But more incredible than the moving of the flesh was the steering of the spirit. Those who could see the unseen gasp, 
Perhaps it was the wind who first said it. Perhaps the star saw that moment as what has made it blink ever since. Maybe it was left to an angel to whisper it. It looks like, it appears so much like, it is him. The angel wasn't speaking of the face, the features of the body. He was looking inside at the soul. It's eternal, another grasp. Within the man, God had placed a divine seed, a seed of himself. The God of might had created earth's mightiest. The creator had created not a creature, but another creator. And the one who had chosen to love had created one who could love in return. Now it's your choice. And now it's your choice. I love that. I love this whole, this whole devotional is so good. And um, we always like to end in prayer, a prayer of salvation. And I hope you felt that tug at your heart. If you don't know Jesus, you've, you've been feeling that tug at your heart. He did put that place in your heart where only He can feel it. You can try to feel it with alcohol or drugs or uh, other things, but nothing ever comes close. It always falls short. And if you're carrying a burden and you're feeling that hole in your heart, and you're tired and weary, just let God save you. What have you got to lose? If you want to do that, we'd just like to say a prayer. There's no magic words, as I always say. It's not a genie in a bottle. It's from it's from your heart. It's a heart matter to believe in Jesus. And um, i just like to say the prayer for me personally, um, just because it helps me kind of repent and know that I'm repenting and being one with God. It helped me when I was feeling heavy burdens and feeling overwhelmed. It was more for me. So pray with me if you want to accept Christ in your heart. Say, Dear Lord, just come into my heart. I believe in you. I believe in God the Father. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I repent of my sins, Lord. I turn from my ways, Lord, because all it does is make me feel empty. I'm tired. Please help me, Lord. Take my burdens away. Take everything away, Lord. Help me understand the Bible. Help me understand you. Help me have a relationship with you, Lord. I pray that you come into my heart and change me, make me, mold me, Lord. Give me an understanding. Give me wisdom. Give me discernment, Lord. Discernment is a knowing. Give me that. And I pray that I grow closer to you every day, Lord. And I pray that the words of the Bible come alive to me like they never have before. Praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Chloe was praying with y'all. Thank you for listening to that, and we hope you have a good um, week. I wanted to also ask you to pray for our brothers and sisters in Australia. They're in lockdown if they're unvaccinated. I want to pray for the Roe versus Wade act going on. And um, if you can join in prayer with me for those folks, I would appreciate it. Have a good week. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.